would you do that? Why? Why would you get into any capsule that's going to sink to the depths of 12,000 feet below sea level to look at an abandoned ship that you know didn't go anywhere? I, I just don't get it. I, do you? Nope. Don't? Nope. I, I d- and it just raises a bunch more questions, if you ask me. This is the Bushels and Barrels program. I am Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and Twitter is where you can find me. As usual, I am joined by my girlfriend slash wife. <laughs> Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you believe this whole submarine thing? And I mean, and first things first, God bless those individual souls that lost their lives. I mean, it's it's horrible. They were, they were mm. p- people love them, mm-hmm. you know. So in that aspect, the humanity in me is like, Bless their souls, Lord. Do you not think that this is a total distraction, though? That's like exactly a story right. that's just a distraction of it, everything else going on. So right, I agree, I agree to well. And if if you listen to any uh, talk radio last week, you know the talk radio guys didn't just sit there and talk about the submersible. As a matter of fact, they didn't say a whole lot about it, just for the simple fact there wasn't a whole lot of new stuff ever to report about it. Yeah. What about that whole like? There's hope because we heard knocking on the ocean floor. Exactly. Okay, so there's another thing right there. The Canadian Air Force or Navy or whoever, you know, they drop those sonar buoys out there in the ocean to pick up whatever's going on out there. And every 30 minutes, they heard a banging. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they reported that. So the sub, this, this submersible went missing on Sunday. On Tuesday, whenever that's whenever they decided they heard this banging every 30 minutes. You know. And it gave them hope that maybe those people were alive at the bottom yeah. of the seafloor and they're tapping or whatever, trying to get somebody's attention. Mm-hmm. Well, then it comes out on Thursday that the submarine imploded mm-hmm. or submersible. It's not a submarine, but it, it imploded. It was done on Sunday. Like it was gone Sunday and they knew it. And they perpetuated the lie. The media. The, yeah, the, the f- media and and then the the White House. I They knew the damn thing mm-hmm. had collapsed in on itself on Sunday. Our Navy picked that up. <laughs> and then they asked the and then not asked, they basically told the leader of the Coast Guard go out and lie to the media until basically thursday so what happened between sunday and thursday what happened yeah like in the news and that's what i, I mean was, other than <laughs> exactly <laughs> i tell you what happened like i said radio talk show hosts didn't talk much about the submersible because there wasn't mm-hmm. much to talk about mm-hmm. what they were talking about is everything that came out with hunter biden mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know hunter lied on a gun application uh, gun owner's application to get a gun mm-hmm he stated that he was not on drugs whenever indeed he was on drugs. It's all on on that laptop. Mm-hmm. He lied about paying taxes on $10 million that showed up into his bank account. Mm-hmm. That nobody can tell you where that $10 million came from because he didn't report it as income. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm just going to say for the other 300 million people, in the United States of America, your ass is going to prison if mm-hmm. you do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that. Mm-hmm. What did he even get probation? I don't know all the details. Misdemeanor. It. it was 
It, okay. He got charged dropped, with a misdemeanor. Dropped down to a misdemeanor. Yeah. Okay. It, nothing. He got in trouble for nothing. It's just, it's just pathetic. I mm. mean, you and I would be, you're talking 10 years in prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine if like Don Jr. did this? Oh my gosh. Well, on so I was looking at Twitter and on going back through what Don Jr. had to say just the past week because I hadn't seen his page. Mm-hmm. And uh, somewhere in these tax filings, he wrote, Hunter wrote off trips to the strip clubs. Oh, he did. He deducted oh. those as taxes, and, okay. and Don just said, "I'm no CPA, but I don't. I don't think that that's going to work. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. No, I don't think you can either. <laughs> Business meeting at the old strippy just, club. What else happened this past week, though? Do you know of anything besides this whole, all this Hunter stuff? The, the you know the submersible was yeah. the distraction. Yeah, the right. Lie. Right. So that happened. Hopefully, you know them thinking that nobody would notice that Hunter just got a slap on the wrist or a slap on the hand or nothing at all. Um, he was actually at a White House dinner also. Hunter was right. just like the day before. Uh, you should hear the press conference <laughs> that next day. You know, the press secretary, Jean-Pierre. Uh, um, she was trying to defend them and she can't. She's just, it, it was ridiculous but anyway uh the usda approved lab grown meat i heard that Mm -hmm. lab grown meat yeah i've got an article here uh just sounds disgusting yeah yeah ap let's see if you can get through all the ads the ap's headline u.s approves chicken made from cultivated cells the nation's first lab grown meat that was last week also so yuck (laughs) <laughs> so um you did something with one of your friends last week but it w- with chickens oh i but did it, but it wasn't lab grown <laughs> chickens or meat I, right right so i have a friend over in indiana and her husband farms too so they're a farming she she drives a tractor and stuff for harvest i think she drives uh what's the the auger wagon maybe yeah uh she Chase drives a bin it chased her bin. Yeah. Okay. So, um, anyways, we got to talk and our kids go to the same school and we got to talk and she's like, we, we harvest chickens in June or whatever. And I'm like, what? You harvest chickens? You grow your own chicken? She's like, yeah, we've got our egg chickens and we've got our meat chickens. And I'm like, I want a meat chicken. I want to try that. And she's like a hundred pounds soaking wet, little bitty thing, five kids. And I'm like, if she can harvest chickens, I can harvest chickens. Right. I could handle this. So chicken harvest was so last week. Last you just Monday. helped them harvest their chickens, or did, <laughs> or did like because we don't have chickens to take over and harvest with them. No, no. So I said, "Well, get me twenty, and we'll see what happens." And, and get me twenty. So yep. mm-hmm. you bought twenty chickens off of them, or like what happened here? So I said, "Throw me in twenty, and I'll pay for the feed and all that stuff. You house them, <laughs> you feed them whatever, and just let oh, me know." How oh, oh, okay. So I'll give you all the money. You do yeah. all the work, and mm-hmm. then I'll take the end product. Well, I'm going to help harvest. So my labor, I'm going to help harvest, and then I'm going to pay for my part of the feed or whatever. However, it all you know equals out. Sounds like ninety percent so of go, the kids in 4-H nowadays. So, <laughs> well, not me when I was in 4. That wasn't my 4-H experience. <laughs> Here, you take the money and you do all the work and then we'll show the pig and Uh, take all the money when we sell it. My dad was like, "Uh uh-uh, you're going to do it. But (laughs) anyway, so we went over to Chicken Harvest on Monday and Tuesday last week and we put up 80 chickens. 80 chickens? mm -hmm, They started with 100 and we put up 80. So did you cut cut their heads off of them? I did. I did the whole process. Really? Yep. mm -hmm. You sent me a couple pictures. One of them, I just... 
I'll just continue to eat the chickens, but cleaning them. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just yeah. not going to do it. Yeah. It's not, that's not for me. So not until our, I get, I'm not that hungry yet. So we've got our niece here also from Marion with us and she's, she's like, uh, she was all into it. She was all about it. Alden? No, he wants nothing to do with it. He, he doesn't <laughs> like the smell. He doesn't like the, the sight of anything. He's, you know, kind of in that stage where, oh, animals, you know, they're all of our friends. They're so nice. And all animals are nice, you <laughs> know. Go but whack one's head off. <laughs> yeah, he didn't He didn't want to have anything to do with it. But exposing him to that is pretty um, good, you know, because we've been talking about harvesting chickens. You feed them, then they grow, and then, you know, God put them here on this earth so that we could eat them. And, and use so, them, yes. Yeah, so we've been, we've been talking about that whole process. So I had prepared them before we went on Monday and Tuesday. But anyways... Uh, yeah, I did the whole thing. You know, you when get you, w- them and when you chop the, the head off, is it true? They run around. So like, you know, the expression running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Right. Which we all know that all the nerves and, you know, they still kind of yeah go after it, but, but did they, uh, no, we don't, we didn't do that. We did a very humane way. So. Oh, there's a humane way to chop something's head off. I mean, do you want me to explain it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> you do? For the benefit of myself as well as all okay. these great listeners. So you know caution cones. Oh, like road cones? Like yeah. orange ones? They yeah. Put, yeah. When there's road construction or so block in a So we had two caution spot. cones like inside of a pallet lifted up on a forklift, okay? So these two caution cones are upside down on this pallet, all right? Oh, shit. The, the tops of the caution cones were cut off. Okay. Okay, so it doesn't come to quite a, like yeah. the point. Yes. So chicken goes in head first. All right. <laughs> Can I be done telling the story? No. No, you no. have to keep going. <laughs> I really don't want to. I will never look so. at a caution cone again <laughs> the same way. They have a, a very clean process, a very interesting. <laughs> I mean, I have never done, I've never been exposed to processing any kind of meat in my life. Like we get our chicken breast from the processor because I prefer to cook with chicken breast. I don't typically cook a whole chicken when I'm cooking, right? right. So I just buy the frozen breast at the chick or at the beef processors right down the road. And, um, and that's country home processing in Albion, if anybody's interested, <laughs> but, um, they have chicken breast, pork, beef, all the things. And I don't have anything to do with, you know, the before, during, I'm just the, the consumer afterwards. Right. You're, yeah. So this was all new to me and the, the cone, they stick, you know, the, yeah, the chicken's in head first. Goes in head first. Yeah. Pull, pull down on the, yep. You pull his head down. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. to get him really stuck wedged in there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes their feet go in too. So, well, you got to you got to fix the chicken and just get the head there. What uh what what tool was used? A knife. The knife. Uh-huh. Is it a, do you saw or is it a quick whick? I mean, <laughs> I just wonder. This is a, so I hope that we don't have like a whole lot of PETA people listening and I'm, I'll, I don't I w- care because I've sent pictures on my iPhone. We do have a I bunch. wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if like the FBI don't have a cycle. <laughs> I, I promise you, we have a lot of PETA people listening, you know, sure. people eating tasty animals. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Russia's old acronym. No, so you pull down and you just kind of, it's not like a, a whack, you know, we didn't have like a machete where we're just whacking, you know, it was, it, you kind of get in there, so you, you know. There's probably a lot of people listening right now. It's like Ryan, are you? Have you never done that? Mm-hmm. You never. And no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I've never. I've never addressed a deer because I don't hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I know about cattle is the fork and the knife it takes to consume them. Mm-hmm. I can't even cook the shit. No. I mean, 
You're uh, not I'm, allowed. Exactly. So you ruin it. So no. Okay. So whenever whenever you do remove the head, mm-hmm. does the rest of the body inside that cone just start going crazy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For how long? And does it drain the blood right then and there? Yes, because that's it's probably upside the idea. Down. Be yeah. upside down. Uh huh. And then okay. there's you know there's a big tub underneath it so that there's not a mess and the mess oh. is contained. Okay, anyway. so you guys did how many like eighty chickens? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's eighty heads. What do you do with the heads? Feed them the dog or what? No, they they had a, a they disposed of them in a way I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I didn't watch that where they disposed of them, but they took them out. You yeah, know, in a in the blood and everything. in the backhoe. They, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you wash a lot of the blood away with water. I mean, that's just kind of what yeah. you do. There was gravel, yeah. concrete, and gravel. And stuff, oh, so. and their gullet. Their gullet. What's a gullet? Isn't that what? a gizzard? Yeah, okay. maybe a gizzard. Yeah, we know. cut out, we cut out liver, we cut out. Um, no, but like you say, rocks and everything. They were in their throat, right, or something. So there's a whole process up there on a slab of concrete. You've got the forklift and you've got your cones, okay. Yeah. And then you've got another process where you've got to kind of soak the soak them for twenty some odd seconds to get their feathers wet, so their feathers will pluck off. Well, they have a chicken plucker. And then you stick them in the chicken plucker after they've been in, I don't know, hot water. Not boiling water, not cooking temperature, but hot water so that their their feathers will come out inside the plucker. So it's a warm, a warm bath. And then you put them in the plucker for 30 some odd seconds. And you spin them around in the plucker. So you got these chickens with no... And then you've got a full chicken with legs and everything except a head with no feathers on it after 30 seconds in the plucker. Yeah. And the plucker is just kind of like a, it, it's just like a silver drum with all these uh, plastic prong looking things. And then you just stick them in there two at a time. And it, and twirls it around, it twirls around kind of like a washing machine, washing machine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was okay. very, it was very, I, uh, I'm not saying anything bad yeah. about doing it. I, I'm completely There was nothing bad about doing it. Well, me too. This was my first time. And I'll, and I told her next year, I said, if you want me to, I'll come help next year for chicken harvest. I said, Hey, <laughs> I want to know, Coriana, is there anyone else? Like, has anyone said, Hey, I'm going to show up for chicken harvest and they never do. She's like all the time. <laughs> she was like, I, I was totally prepared for you to call and just be like, I'm not going to make it. You can't do it. <laughs> so, can't do it. But I showed up both days and um, we put, yeah. you know, we in, ended up shrink wrapping them and dating them and all the stuff. I and mean, we had them in the fridge and. And a, 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 a road construction cone. That's a good idea, mm-hmm. actually. I mean, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It makes sense. And they've, they've watched, they're very, they're very good at, at their whole process, even though I don't know it. And they showed, and I wore my latex gloves because that's what I do. Like when I'm cleaning anything, I always put my gloves on. Toilets, when I'm dusting, I, for whatever reason, I've got gloves on my hands. Unless I'm like wiping down a counter, that doesn't bother me at all. So I brought my, and they made fun of me because they were doing it without gloves. And me, I don't know what it is. So after this warm bath, you put them in the plucker. You've got the plucker. It's going around. They're still not cooled off. I mean, they're cool to the touch for sure. They're not going to burn your hand off or you're not going to have any burnt skin. But Hmm. getting, getting it all out and it being warm chicken, it was just, it was... It was hard for me, and I told them that I didn't know if I could get over the warmness mm-hmm. and being able to put my raw my hand in a raw chicken and trying to, you know. So the male chicken, the mm-hmm. male chickens, mm-hmm. you have to remove the testicles, right? Yes. Now, 
Are those ground up and made into hot dogs or something? <laughs> no. I just wondered. They got rid of those with the heads and okay. the blood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, we took out the uh, liver. Um, her husband likes the heart. And then, see, the liver, heart, and then the the gizzard. Okay. Yeah. Got you. I think dad likes the gizzard or something. So. Okay. Another, I don't, I don't do. So very of little that. of it's wasted. Oh, very little. I mean, you've got the intestines, and that's that's the lungs, right? The testicles, the feet. Yeah, they don't save the feet. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Was it cool? That, I don't know. Just to learn about it. Yeah, I don't. But have any was idea. it a good process for me? Yes. If we needed to slaughter some chickens for meat, absolutely, I could do it. No questions asked. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I, bet, I bet these chickens walk around. They look at, like, you know, the Jews look at the swastika like, Ryan. oh, my God. These chickens probably look at the <sighs> the orange cone like, no, oh! They have no idea. <laughs> they have no idea, honestly. But, I mean, it was it was a good process. It was good. It was good. We had great conversation, great people to be around, you know, just kind of what. Oh, yeah. It's kind yeah. of like putting away corn. That's what it was. That's what well, it yeah, was. Just going through yeah. a process, doing yeah. a job. Yeah. Yep. And it was good. And, yeah. we, and, and it's so it was so rewarding. To know that, you know what, this is going to feed family after family and meal after meal and yeah and that kind of thing. That's cool. That's cool. Now, how I do I have a rotisserie that I could use? No. I don't know, you know, when I get our chickens, what? how are we going to, I have no idea, which I'll look into. But. We're going to get chickens? Oh, yeah. Here? No, like whenever we get the chickens that we process, oh, I haven't oh, picked oh, them oh, up. Oh, you know? okay, okay. I don't okay. want, anyways, so. Yeah. A lot of cleaning, a lot of stuff, a lot of, um, you know, we prayed over the chickens afterwards too. Yeah. After we sealed them up and everything. Cool. So we blessed the chickens. It was really cool. It was just really yeah. cool. And and Coriana finished up that sealing process when we shrink wrapped them and all that jazz. And um, it was just awesome. We had a, we, it was just awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. I'm actually, I've got a few more things scheduled for the summer to help learn how to can. I've got another girlfriend who's got commercial canning and... I want to learn about that. Not that I have a commercial canner or, you know, I would just can small things for myself. Like I pickled okra last year, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know a whole lot about it. So I want to learn more and they seem to have a process down too. So that's another, that's another thing. Yeah. I'm just learning. Yeah. Homestead stuff. We're not really preppers, but no. we're prepping. I guess. <laughs> learning, I don't know. Learning how to do it without Walmart in the grocery store. That's exactly right. I mean, we haven't bought meat from Walmart in years yeah. now. Yeah. I used to buy the frozen, you know, chicken from Walmart. I don't. Right. I haven't. Right. For at least a year. So we are sorry that we didn't have a podcast for you guys last week. <laughs> oh, God. We were recording. Mm-hmm. We and were. abruptly interrupted. Stop. It was over. Yes. What, was that Monday? I think it was Monday. Yeah, I know I think it was so. Monday. It, yeah, yeah I it was so. Juneteenth. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was, it was Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, the dumbest holiday ever known to man, Juneteenth. But whatever. Mm. I, I don't even understand. So, But <sighs> what happened was Jess and I are doing the podcast. We're probably about, oh, about like this, 20 minutes in or whatever. And, yeah. and whenever I do the podcast, I, I put my phone on silent. And lots of times I put it on the floor just so it mm-hmm. does not distract me. Mm-hmm. So... One of our drivers was trying to get a hold of me and couldn't. Well, Jess had her phone, so he called her. Said, hey, uh, the DOT's got me. He sent it. I said, hey, we're recording the podcast. What's up? Because he had called me, and I ignored it. And Ryan was talking, and he's like, hey, the DOT has me. And I'm like, oh, crap. 
So yeah, like, on on air while we're recording, I said you need to we need to stop and you need to call. So and then ugh. yeah, so you just know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And he was about ten miles from the house, so mm-hmm. I instantly got in my pickup and headed over there because it's not my driver's fault. Whatever the DOT is going to find, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just and you know them; they'll find anything and everything. And but kudos to this guy. And who I don't even know his name, but he was a nice officer. He wasn't mean at all. He wasn't a, mm-hmm. a, a butthole about my truck or anything. And the truck this that my driver was driving was not one of the nicer ones that I've got at all. Not that I have very many nice ones anymore anyway. Mm-mm. But it just, I, I was sitting there thinking, great. I'm just hoping maybe I can talk this from a $5,000 fine to a $2,000 fine. Mm-hmm. You know, by going over there and being nice to the police officer. Nope. Got off for, what was it, like $164? I haven't seen the paperwork. I'm, I'm so. pretty sure that's what it was. Okay. Um, Can't even remember what it was for. But it, whatever, whatever. Okay. So, anyway, we that's the reason we didn't make it here last week. But mm-hmm. anyway, because I, I was going to have hair bands of harvest last week. Yeah. Because I harvested the, wheat. Yes. I was harvesting wheat, which I finished up with that on Friday. And we will have hair bands of harvest here today. Because you know what? There's a lot of people out there that's still harvesting. Mm-hmm. They're just a little bit north of here. You know, our buddies and Winnie's up there at Altamont, they're harvesting right now. Are they? So they can enjoy hair bands of harvest. Yeah. And, and whoever else just in the United States that's harvesting hell, maybe you're cutting hay. That's mm-hmm. a harvest. Yeah, that's true. Bo down in Pope County is. There you go. Yeah. So we'll do a hair bands of harvest here today, but that's the reason that it didn't work out last week. But uh, how nothing- was how was your wheat harvest? Um, it was good. Got off to a rough start. The The deaf system, it, it never ceases to amaze me the way you could put a piece of equipment away for the winter and you get it back out and just something completely random just decides it doesn't want, want to work anymore. And what this one was, was the level indicator of my deaf tank on the combine. You know, it tells you whether it's full, half full, empty, whatever. Mm-hmm. It kept wanting to read empty. Well, I knew that wasn't the case because I just put deaf in it. And I couldn't find any place around the tank where it leaked out. So I'm like, what the hell? Well, whenever it says the tank is empty, it derates the combine, meaning you lose your power. Mm. But if you'd shut it off and then start it back up, it would instantly go up and show you you had a half or three quarters of a tank and you could run. But then if it ever went back down there, just out of nowhere, you'd be like, you're out of def. It's annoying. It's just annoying for absolutely no damn good reason. Do you want to know how much gasoline I burnt going back and forth to the parts store trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with that? Mm -mm. The whole idea for this def system is to save the environment, (laughs) clean the air up. (laughs) Never mind the uh, cardboard boxes, the plastic jugs the shit comes in, Mm -hmm. plus all the miles I drove up and down the road burning gasoline coming out of the exhaust pipe of my pickup to try to save the world of what comes out of the combine. So your old combine didn't have Uh -uh. the death. It was old enough it didn't have any of that. Huh. So this newer one does which all new equipment does now. And it's stupid as hell. And there's ways to fix it. Um, and, and, and after the first, uh, second day, it, it didn't work right, but it never derated me again. It always said I had like two bars of def in it. So anyway, that was kind of challenging there to get going. But once I got going, really, I didn't have a problem. Nothing broke down. I actually, something did break down. I burnt the, uh, the belts off the, the leg 
at uh <laughs> at the airport yeah. on Sunday. Um, last Sunday. Yeah, and I, it was nothing that I did, and the wheat was I don't know eighteen percent, so it was wet, but it wasn't that wet. But um, <laughs> I'm a wimp when it comes to heights. I get I got. <laughs> I had to have Cohen come out and climb the leg and do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I, I, You can jump in an airplane with me, and I'll fly you to 10,000 feet, and we'll just sit there and cruise all day long. Doesn't worry me. Doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it, I'm, it, I'm not scared mm-hmm. at all of heights in that aspect. I flew a powered parachute for a little bit before I had my pot, my pilot's license. <laughs> the old garbage bag airplane is what one person called it. <laughs> I mean, and I'd go up to six or 700 feet in that thing. Didn't bother me at all. Really? But to climb my grain leg, I don't know why. And it's not an extremely high grain leg. It's probably only, I don't know, 60 feet, maybe 70 feet. Maybe. Mm. No, I don't know. It's not a tall, it's not a tall, tall one. And my dad and I were there and I was like, well, the motor's running and it's running. The electric motor's running fine up on top. It ain't nothing turning down here. So something either really bad happened or I burnt the belts off of it. Uh-huh. So but, you were supposed to climb up there. So I climbed about couldn't... I climbed about three quarters of the way up the leg, and I just and I've been to the top of it before, <laughs> very reluctantly. Last summer I did, <laughs> and uh, I get I get about three quarters. What it is is okay. So the leg dumps into a wet holding hopper bin. Mm-hmm. I'm good climbing up that leg up till I get above that hopper bin, and at that point I don't know. I feel alone. <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna fall off. Yeah, I or? just I just feel like. Not that I'm going to fall off. I just, I, for some reason, I get to the point where I don't trust myself very much. I don't trust my balance. I don't trust I, mm. my grip. I don't know what it is. It's the weirdest, stupid thing. You know, we all got our quirks. Well, that yeah. was one that God gave me. Okay. And, and I think it's really a mind over matter. It is because last summer I climbed up it whenever Uncle Jim was there. Why are you such a wimp? I don't know. Oh, my. But I'll tell you what, if there's certain things that I can pay for, I'm going to pay for that. <laughs> I'll just pay somebody else to go up and do it. So Cohen came and saved the day. Yep, Cohen came and saved the day. And that's all it was. I mean, the belts that were on it looked like they might have been from whenever the leg was originally put up a long time ago. Uh-huh. And they just wore out. So yeah. got the new belts put on it and got rolling. But I uh, started combining last Saturday and got done Friday. And the wheat was good. I, I can't complain. We had... We had a good wheat crop. Now, I'm not going to tell anybody about yields just because I don't do that. <laughs> right. Um, but we had a good wheat crop. Uh, raised my APH. Mm-hmm. So, that's good. my that's my yield history. APH is? That's what you can insure your crop for. Okay. What does APH stand for? Annual production history. Okay. So. Okay. That's your. So, that's good. Your average yield you've been raising of whatever crop you're talking about for the past. And I don't know how many years they go back to get that, but. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good wheat crop. Believe it or not, I planted soybeans right after my wheat into moisture. There was moisture down there. Now, granted, I got a rain here two weeks ago that a lot of people didn't get. So that helped. Now, I'm burying those beans. They they got put in the ground deep, but uh, we missed every single bit of the rain yesterday, which today is Monday morning. Uh, what is today? June the 26th. Over the weekend, it's supposed to get some rain. So after I got done harvesting wheat on Friday, I spent all day Saturday uh, dribbling twenty-eight or 32% nitrogen on my corn, thinking, hey, we're going to get a rain here, 70% chance. Mm-hmm. 
rain it right in, right? Yeah, that didn't materialize. No, it didn't. I got a lot of hydrogen put on, but didn't uh, didn't materialize with the rain. I tell you, I've seen a couple guys that did get rain. Old Thomas Farms over there in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. He got looked like four inches. He took his drone up and took pictures, creeks out, and really, you know, he got he got nailed. And then uh, just east of here yesterday afternoon, there were some storms that developed. Huge hail over in the French Lick, Indiana area. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't get any of that, but. None of us here in southeastern Illinois got any rain to speak of. If you if you squeaked out a tenth or two, you were sitting in a sweet sweet spot yesterday or Saturday night, whatever. Mm-hmm. But other than that, finally, uh, we're almost on cruise control for the summer. We're okay. just about there. I got a little yeah. bit more thirty two to put on corn. I'm be watching the weather here this week. Maybe next weekend they're calling for uh, rain again, so maybe Friday I could get back after it doing that and finish up. But yeah. um, almost on cruise control. Time to just do your eight hours a day worth of work instead of <laughs> 12 or 14. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so, but crops, they're hanging in there. Need a rain, but they're hanging in there. We went a little bit north yesterday to the lake, and we saw some corn need- yeah. needing some yeah. rain in a bad way. For sure, for sure. And we hope all you guys out there are getting the rain you need. Look like some of you did get some good rain here this past weekend. So mm-hmm. hopefully I'll string you along a little bit more until the next one comes up. There was a uh, a hurricane down in the Gulf, or not the Gulf, but uh, in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping that thing would kind of develop over the Gulf and swing up through here. That's, you know, everybody talks about Hurricane Katrina and how awful that was in 2005. And I'm not taking anything away from the damage it did to New Orleans. That thing swung up here and made a lot of double crop beans that year. Really? Yeah. It and caught five. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because it caught your late planted beans and gave mm-hmm. them a big old drink mm-hmm. and turned into some bushels right there. So hmm. I was kind of hoping this one would come up through here again because then I could obviously crops could get a drink. It would rain my nitrogen in. It would just <laughs> been great. But <laughs> the energy didn't make it up. This it time. just, uh, yeah. And I think it more went west and didn't even curve back to the north. So whatever didn't happen. We'll be all right. Okay. I know we will. Mm-hmm. What else is on your radar? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I've been enjoying Alden and hanging out with my niece and one of my nieces, and uh, we've we've been we've had a busy week. I've kept the, I've kept these kids busy and exhausted. Vacation Bible schooling it up and all yep. kinds of stuff. Good deal. So lots of swimming. Yeah. We've had a good time. Yeah. So. You want to get in some news? Sure. We can do her. These are, and what's funny is these are the stories that I had last week. Mm-hmm. I didn't so do any research old today. Stuff, right? It's not that old though. It's, well, it's, are and you going to talk you, anything about the Russians or what's going on? The Russians? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. What or about Ukraine? Like the overthrow that tried to happen here yesterday or the day before? I don't believe anything on the mainstream media Okay. News. Then why are we going to talk about it? Do you it? know, I want you to know that I heard a conspiracy theory about the, the sub, the, titan okay let's hear it so we were talking yesterday about the hilarious memes that had came out about this stuff like Like, people (laughs) going down to see the titanic and in a propane tank yeah and (laughs) all kinds of stuff and then i heard maybe the billionaires weren't even inside maybe they just met a big old yacht and disappeared you know (laughs) so they'd have the money to do it then where'd the yacht go nobody would know Where'd the yacht go then? Nobody would know. Maybe it was a small ship. Did it sink? No. It's just still out there floating. Maybe there's a destination. They're already at their destination. Oh. And why would somebody do that? 
I don't know, running away from money problems? Maybe. But they're billionaires. How do they have money problems? Maybe they stash some cash in their to-go bag, and I don't know. I don't know. That was just a theory that I heard. I thought, well, that's interesting. Okay. Well, who was on it then? Because the debris of the submersible is on the ocean floor. Well, yeah, maybe they imploded it on purpose, but there's nobody inside of it. There's no, there, there are no bodies, which is, I mean, there are no bodies. And remember, the whole mainstream has You know been why talking there's no bodies, right? Because of the implosion. The pressure. Of course. I mean, it's like squish your guts out in a millisecond. But think about it. Okay, I'm thinking. If if the implosion did happen, there's no bodies, okay? Let's just say they imploded. But if they did, instead of being submersed in the Titan, met a yacht, got on the yacht, the yacht had a destination and took all these five people to this destination. <laughs> and then the, the Titan went, on, went ahead and went on down and then they imploded it. They imploded. <laughs> they did it themselves, okay, with no one in it. Right. This is an awful big hassle, and you're you're okay. The, I'm just. The, t- it's really not that far fetched, honestly. It's but, really not. Okay, so the ship. I hadn't heard that one until yesterday, and I'm like, so, huh. So you know, the Titan got to the oh, place that one. was launched on a ship, yeah. and there were forty some odd crew members on that ship. Yeah, they all signed an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> forty people's not very many to sign an NDA. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't buy it. Have you heard it all? But yeah, that's mm-hmm. what's funny is I was listening to somebody talking about this. I don't even. It might have been you. Oh, not me. Because I didn't. I didn't give the type. right after. Right after they reported that it had imploded, somebody said they they didn't mean to, but they ended up sitting there watching TikTok after TikTok about submarines imploding. <laughs> I did. That wasn't me because I'm like you? all these stupid. Some it's not even a real story. Like this is a fake story. I don't believe the media. They're pushing it so hard. Something else is going on. And well, here, yeah. John Durham's in Congress, like getting the <sighs> testimony, and Adam Schiff's getting censure, censured. Censured. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he lied to the American public. You know, back Multiple in the day times. Mm-hmm, about the Russian and the what was it the the dossier which one was it the Mueller probe the Mueller probe and the steel dossier was mm-hmm. not they weren't real yeah, they were but, all made up and after Mueller even came out and said none we we found There's no, no evidence collusion. Yeah. of collusion between Trump and Russia. And Adam right, Schiff, he came right yep. out and said, "Yes, there was." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's, it's so interesting because all of this stuff is just now coming to light when we've known about this for a year and a half. Because everybody in Congress was like, "Adam Schiff is going out and talking about things. He's saying one thing in the hearing, in the closed hearing, and then he's going out to the media and saying it's a." 180 of just, what he's talking just about. Just like politicians do. Yep. Just mm-hmm. exactly like they do. Mm-hmm. So then there was a big this hoop, hoopla and about his vote. And all the Democrats are like acting like three-year-olds. Yeah. So I can't take him all. I can't take him serious. Anyways, yes. Get into the news articles that you have because I'm just over. <laughs> I'm over the media. I'm over our government. And I'm just over all of it, honestly. And I got it's back exhausting. In, and I got back into listening to talk radio while I was cutting wheat yeah. here this week. So well, I'm just exhausted by it all because you don't know who you can trust. This ma- the mainstream media is such a joke. There's zero trust in it. I'm just over it. And did uh, Fox News send something to Tucker Carlson saying you need to stop doing these Tucker on Twitters? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, sent him a cease and desist order. Mm-hmm. And he had an episode about. And I've listened to five of them. 
I don't know if there's a sixth episode yet, but I've listened to all five of them once or twice at least. And they're pretty good stuff. I have to, I always have to listen to them at least twice so that I can make sure that I'm comprehending exactly what's going on. He had one about Bobby Kennedy and that was a good one. Okay. And then, you know, Jordan Peterson, which I don't know a whole lot about Jordan Peterson, but he had a podcast with him, Bobby Kennedy Jr., talking about, you know, the his his interesting thoughts about the the vaccines and and the lawsuits and everything that he's been involved in. And I'm like, so YouTube takes that interview off and says it it goes against community standards. Right. So that one is... Because YouTube is just nothing but a communist media mm-hmm. outlet anymore. So when they did that, I went ahead and pulled it up and listened to it. Now, on Joe Rogan's podcast that he did with Bobby Kennedy Jr., he was like talking about... Roundup. Yes. And I wish I had the clip, but I don't. But he goes, he goes on to say that there's all of these allergies and stuff and... Um, it's because all of these farmers are spraying atrazine on their wheat. Atrazine? To... Roundup, not atrazine. What is it? What is it? Wait. Roundup. Glyphosate. Glyphosate. I'm That's sorry. Roundup. Okay. Not atrazine. Atrazine is a whole different product. Okay. So it's glyphosate. Yes. You're right. I'm sorry. I know I'm right. I misspoke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you're a farmer. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just your wife. <laughs> anyway, so he goes on to say... Farmers are spraying glyphosate on their wheat to kill the plant before harvest. And then that that glyphosate is getting inside of the plant and that's causing all of these um, allergies to foods and all of this other stuff. Okay. And I can't, I got done listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and I'm like, Ryan, do you spray glyphosate on your wheat to kill it before harvest time? Because I don't recall you getting out there with your spray or spraying. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't recall you doing this, but I could be wrong. So I wanted to ask you, he's like, no, I've never done that. I don't know any farmer who does that. I'm not saying that it hadn't happened. I'm not saying that at all. I and mean, I, I can only speak for my little microcosm of the but world of agriculture right Cody, here in southeastern Illinois. I asked Cody Geyer, who's up the road, who's a farmer, and I said, do you know of anybody who's spraying glyphosate on their wheat to kill it so that they can get it out of the field faster? What did he say? He said, no. He said, I've never heard of anyone doing that. Yeah. So here's Bobby Kennedy Jr., who's got all of these vaccine lawsuits that he's won. He's got, he's got I mean, lots of oil and gas things that he's won he he's a green energy guy mm-hmm. he is a uh he he may know what he's talking about when it comes to vaccines when it comes to maybe some environmental issues but he doesn't want to see fossil fuels around right he doesn't want to see oil and coal and gas around and, i'm no fan of bobby kennedy i'm not i don't I, like the guy so so i'm with him on the vaccine stuff but when it comes to this other stuff, because he's like talking about spraying glyphosate on wheat, like as a normal process and in it's farming. not, it's not. And like, I, I listened to the clip, you know, where he's talking to Joe Rogan about that. And somebody tagged me in that on a Twitter mm-hmm. and that's where I watched it. And I, I just made the comment on Twitter. I just said, you know, everything that Bobby Kennedy said was correct up to the point where he said that we're spraying wheat to kill it shortly before it would naturally die. So it would hurry up and die. And the reason was because wheat will get moldy if you don't. 
That's yeah. That and was another I was part like, of it. What? I have never heard. And like I said, I can only speak of what goes on here in my little microcosm of the world of agriculture in southeastern Illinois. I have no idea what people in South Dakota do that raise spring wheat and harvest it in the fall. Mm. I have no idea. Maybe they do spray it. I, I've never heard of it, but that doesn't mean anything either. I'm ignorant to it. I don't know how you farm. I mean... Mm. But but he's but he's stating it like it is a fact. This is what is happening on and everybody's every doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what he was alluding to. That it's happening, and this is why we have all these gluten allergies because we've got Roundup on on our wheat. So Ryan, can you explain to our non farming listeners when you have a wheat? There is a plant. Uh-huh. There's the wheat, and then there's the head. Can you explain how the Roundup gets on the wheat if that were to happen? If you were to spray it with atrazine, or, atrazine. I'm sorry, glyphosate. What is atrazine? Can you just tell me? Is uh, it a-, a grass killer and preventer for corn? You okay. put it down before corn or after it comes up, and it helps okay. prevent grasses from growing. I have no why. I have no idea why that's on the tip of my tongue today. I don't know either because I don't use it. But anyway, how does it get on the wheat? Well, the thing is, the wheat is already headed. The seeds are in the head. And what he's, I think what he's trying to make you believe is that the Roundup obviously penetrates the head as well as the rest of the plant, the leaves of the plant, but penetrates the head, which already has the seed in it, and maybe soaks through the head into the seed. I don't know. Because, I mean, we don't eat the straw. So even if it got in the straw. You don't eat it. No. Unless he's saying that, like, it, it hits the leaves of the plant to go on ahead and kill it, and it translocates through the stem and then up into the seed. But, I mean, you it, that, w- that would never happen because you're spraying that plant after physiological maturity, meaning your seed is made. It's done. It's not going to get now any it's just bigger. Got, no. Now it's just got to dry out. Yeah. The moisture has to, you know, be dried out from the seed itself so it can be harvested. So I, huh. I, I don't have any idea. The only way legitimately I can think that he thinks that Roundup would be getting into the seed is it's soaking through the chaff of the head and going into the seed that way. But I, I don't know. And, I, you know, what did I tell you whenever he said this last week? I told I told Ryan this. I'm asking this question. He was like, that man has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to the uh, wheat. And I'm like, okay. Or Roundup. Well, or Roundup, yeah. Okay. You said Riddle. if if for some reason Roundup is giving is cancer killing and giving everybody all this cancer and it's just killing people left and right, if it is true, us farmers should be dropping like flies. That's right. We are the we are the first to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I get the and then mo- concentrate. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I'm I'm. I'm you obviously don't try to get it on you, but I mean, if you do, it's no big deal. I've reached down in my uh. I've I've taken the lid off of a chemical jug before, and part of the little plastic thing falls down on my uh, my my mixer. Mm-hmm. I've had to reach down in there and get it out because if you don't, it'll cause problems in the sprayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wash your hands after you're done, but I mean, I've done that for years. Like when I say years, I'm 43. I've done that since I was 18 mm-hmm. with my all the way back to my four wheeler sprayer. Every once in a while, I'd reach in there and grab something. Hmm. I mean, if this stuff was so awful. Like I said, your first line of users of it, a.k.a. farmers, because everybody uses Roundup almost, except for organic guys. Yeah. I mean, by and large, every farmer uses Roundup at some capacity. We would have, There would be a certain percentage of us that would just be like, yep, yeah, looks like old Roundup got, got Johnny, Joe, Johnny Joe over there. Well, yeah, Billy Bob got it too. Uh-huh. And it's not happening. Huh. 
you would think that more people would be okay with questioning that, but they're not. Like it's all about class action. Like, oh, here in twenty oh, years yeah. you're gonna you're gonna show up with all this cancer. Well, what about you know Sally Joe, who was a hairdresser and she ended up getting cancer. Like, did she was she around round up every single day? You know what I would ask is okay. Wait, wait, wait. So Sally Joe got got the hairdresser got cancer. Okay, fine. I, I hate that for Sally Joe, mm-hmm. but somehow or another, you can trace it back to Roundup. Roundup. Well, yeah. then trace it back to what farm mm-hmm. was using that particular batch. Well, maybe Sally of Roundup. Joe just used the the consumer grade Roundup that kills weeds in her sidewalk. Or, or, never mind the fact Sally Joe smoked four packs a day. Well, yeah, you don't I, know anything. Never mind Sally Joe weighed seven hundred pounds. Right. I, there's so many things that. Yeah. I, I don't see. Any controlled studies where it shows that Roundup has done this, mm-hmm. and and that Monsanto, who developed Roundup, has tried to cover it up. Now, mm-hmm. you in the class action lawsuit, they say they can present all of that, and you'll win. Here's another argument they're going to say: Well, Monsanto's also the, uh, you know, they are the producers of the heart medication, <laughs> and then they kill the the dandelion weed that's going to prevent your heart your heart conditions, which I believe that there's, there's some legitimacy to the natural now, remedies of what? this world. Oh yeah. There's, uh-huh. now, this, this is a the good people, one. I've never heard the this people one. that know what I'm talking about. Know what I'm talking about. What about so. people like me that don't? Well, heart I, medications and dandelion. So okay. you're saying dandelions is good for your heart. Is that right? Dandelion root. Well, a whole dandelion um, plant. I think there's there's benefits to eating the entire plant. Now, I'm not a dandelion expert, nor am I a homeopathy expert that knows everything about dandelion root and flower and all the things. But there are benefits to eating and making dandelion tea with the root to cure heart disease, high cholesterol, and heart problems. Hmm. Heart, heart, blood you know, pressure. That's interesting. I had a I had a buddy, mm-hmm. um, whose significant other got cancer, and I I don't remember. This has been years ago. I don't remember exactly. I do remember him saying that they were making her dandelion tea mm-hmm. to drink, mm-hmm. and it was helping some numbers of hers. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I do remember that I now that you say that. There's legitimacy to this, but they're going to say, the people that are a little bit more natural and crunchy, they're going to say, of course, Monsanto's the one who has the Roundup product. So they're going to look for, yeah. And right. they also have the heart medication, you know, they've, so they're, you know, or Bayer has the Bayer, heart, yeah. yeah, Bayer has the heart medication. They're all in it together. So we need and to kill the dandelions. So we yeah. sell more heart, heart medication. Yes. Okay. So, okay. That's I they, whatever they say it's all connected. Now I believe that roots and herbs and all kinds of different flowers. There's there's properties to them that help us. Sure, we don't know about it because we're so like Western medicine minded. Right, <laughs> you take a pill. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm that of, way. Instead of making a root, you know, tea. <laughs> Okay, don't go there. I see your face. You're making a dirty look. Like, okay. I'm just... Sorry, walked right into that one. You sure did. From (laughs) theblaze.com. Elon Musk issues simple stinging challenge to President Joe Biden. Mm. Billionaire businessman and Twitter owner Elon Musk challenged President Joe Biden's social media team to give the 80-year-old the password to his Twitter account Saturday (laughs) in a tweet thread overflowing with humorous jabs and cold, hard facts. 
<laughs> could you imagine if Biden could actually <sighs> publish his own tweets? Yeah. They would they would make about as much sense as whenever he speaks or Fetterman speaks. Right. Which I and speaking of Fetterman, I saw a TikTok of that guy. Uh, like Fetterman's wife should be ashamed for letting him in the condition and the state that his brain is in from that stroke even running for public Isn't office so to sad? be in public eye. I uh, like what the hell? That that is abuse. Well, I mean, Joe Biden's the same, and that's the highest seat I know, in the world. I know. Like, well, but especially the, in our country. The thing right? is, is Joe Biden's not running in this place. Barack Obama, in my opinion, is running this you place. You think it's him? Yes. Joe Biden is the empty suit that's on TV, but the guys pulling the strings in the background, I think, is people like Barack Obama, George Soros. I mean, some of the, some of the, uh, at least. Uh, liberal Democrats that can put together two sentences. Do you think that there's people out there who are like, yeah, this guy totally got 81 million votes? Yeah. <laughs> no shit. That is no kidding. I'm just curious. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> on last Saturday, President Biden tweeted this. Obviously, he didn't do it. One of his staffers did. And it's the same old line you've heard out of liberal Democrats forever. It's about time the super wealthy start paying their fair share. Boy, <laughs> can you come up with a different line? We have heard that same line now for 40 years. Mm -hmm. The typical class warfare. It's about time the super wealthy start paying their fair share. And after he made that, that tweet is whenever Elon said, Hey, I challenge you guys to just let Biden have his Twitter password. So he can make the tweets. I'd be hilarious. So Biden had another gaffe uh, last week, mm. and I, I forget where he was at whenever he was speaking, but uh, check this out. Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. Mm. Okay. Did you hear the beginning of that? Yeah. What do you say? We're going to build a train. Build a railroad. Build a railroad. Let's listen to it again. From, okay. Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. Pacific to India. <laughs> across the... What? Like, you're going to build a railway across the Pacific Ocean and the Indian Ocean. That's going to be... That's a railroad. hell of a railway. Is it going to float? I mean, <laughs> don't you think barges would still do a better job? Well, I, like, like, what the hell is this guy talking about? And then, and then this, he said something that prompted me to start doing a little more research. He said something about building this solar plant in Angola. Do you know where Angola is at? No, you don't. You don't no. have any idea. No, I have zero idea. Is Angola a town somewhere in the, in the United States of America? No, no, it's a country, isn't it? I believe a Angola is a, and I had to look this up, but. Angola is a country in Africa. It's two countries north of South Africa. It's, from all intents and purposes, it looks like there's nothing there. Okay. I mean, I'm sure it's not a, since we don't know where it's at, it's never talked about, I'm sure it's not like a, a first world country, mm -hmm. you know, it's booming with business, but we're going to build a solar factory or a solar plant, I'm sorry, in Angola, I guess, to make electricity. For who? Exactly. So that prompted me to look into that. Like, what the hell is he talking about? So I found a, uh, and I had to dig to find this. 
and I, I consider this somewhat of a good source because it's a religious website. It's the a Jewish web, website called uh, mattzavd.com. Okay. And the headline is, Absurd, Biden touts U.S. building world's largest solar plant, dash, in Angola. So I started reading in this and, and everything. The U.S. Export-Import Bank recently disclosed a loan transaction of $900 million to Angola. This loan aims to support the construction of two photovoltaic solar energy power plants in the country. These solar power plants in Angola will facilitate the exportation of U.S.-made solar panels. Now, you just heard what I said here, right? Mm -hmm. We are loaning the United States, who is not a bank. We're not a bank. We're a country. Okay. But the United States is loaning Angola $900 million to turn around and use that money to buy solar panels made in the United States. What? Say that one more time. The United States is serving as a bank right now and loaning Angola $900 million okay. to, build a, to build a solar freaking farm, basically. Solar power plant. Mm-hmm. As long as they take that $900 million and spend it back with America and buy the solar panels that we make here. They're not going to. But regardless, why are we doing this? Is, is this is this how you have to make is is solar so damn bad we can't sell it in our own country we got to loan money to another country so they can take the money they loaned us and spend it back with us this <laughs> like it makes zero sense I mean what you name me one industry anywhere in America where the maker of that product and I'm talking major industry the maker of the product loans you the money so that you can turn around and buy it from them. I don't know. Do you do that with, when you go to the grocery store, do you do that with Wheaties? No. Does Wheaties loan you the money so you can turn around and buy the Wheaties? No. Some no. people some people might say car people, or car manufacturers do. You know? Okay. GM Financial mm-hmm. will loan you the money to buy the GM product. The thing is, is GM Financial is not GM. Those are two separate companies. One of them is in the business of loaning money, just like banks are. They are not in the business of producing the car. They're in the business of trying to get you the money so you do produce the car. Mm -hmm. But the U.S. is not a bank. The U.S. is not GM financial. And we are loaning money to another country to turn around and use that money to buy our... What do you think is going on here? Somebody's making big money, quote unquote, legally. Slush fund is what I think it is. So you don't think there's going to be any solar panels going up? No, there might be. There might. This might be legit. We might legitimately be loaning them money, and they might legitimately be buying solar panels. That that very well could be happening. What I want to know is why are we loaning money to anybody? We have a we have a national debt of thirty one trillion dollars. Why are we loaning any money to anybody? Or how can we? That's the thing. Hmm. So I I get I, I I guarantee you, and I have no idea who would do the research to. To peel back every layer of these onions. I guarantee you, somebody on the back end, in other words, somebody that's creating these solar panels, manufacturing them right here in this country, somebody is tied in deep with the Democrat Party. I'm telling you. And the Democrat Party is going to end up with this $900 million. Or, or, well, or the net revenue of the $900 million after the cost of production of the, of the solar panels. 
Interesting you say this. Have you heard about the Act Blue stuff? Act Blue? Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. So James O'Keefe and his reporters before, it, and this is a weird transition because Project Veritas and then OMG, O'Keefe Media Group, have, you know, like, O'Keefe was ousted from his Project Veritas, and then he started O'Keefe Media Group, ONG Media, or whatever. These reporters are going out there and asking all these people who've ever given to Act Blue. You following me? Yeah. Okay. These senior citizens have been giving supposedly thousands upon thousands. I'm talking anywhere from $10,000 to $100,000 a year, multiple times. So, and the transactions are like $1,000 at a time, maybe like five times a day. Mm -hmm. And so these reporters go out, knock on the doors and say, hey, it looks like you've donated, you know, $50,000 this year. And these senior citizens are like, I don't have that kind of money. I donate $150. I don't do that. But what's happened is somebody is donating in their name. Why? It's going to the Democratic Party. But what, I mean, if a person's going to donate to the Democrat Party, why wouldn't you just do it in your own name? That way. Doesn't it sound like money laundering? Or very some, well sort could. Of, some sort of weird how to get money to the Democratic Party under. Yeah, under if the you, disguise if, of anybody else's if name. If you want to give money to somebody and then you don't want to disclose, and whenever I say somebody, I'm not talking about a private transaction. I'm talking about donating money to a public entity like the Republican National Committee or Democrat. Mm-hmm. If you want to do that, but then you don't want them to know that you're doing it, especially if you're doing large sums, why don't you want them to know? I don't know. Why the anonymity here? Yeah, I don't know. And then not only that, why go steal names of other people i believe that that is a lot bigger story but there are like individual people going out and and doing their own research and then posting their own videos in addition to james o'keefe's people so it's very interesting that you said this is going to end up in the democratic party and then this whole investigation with the act blue and all of these people saying i didn't donate that money yeah like this wasn't my account huh yeah that's Mm -hmm. yeah very interesting i don't know you know i as i as we're sitting here talking about it I'm, i'm thinking like what I, there's got to be a business. I'm sure there's a business where they would loan their customer money so their customer can turn around and buy the product. But e- even like whenever I do business with Nutrien, mm-hmm. you know they they come out with promotions like low interest loans to to borrow money to buy their their product. Mm-hmm. So instead of paying six percent, maybe only pay three percent. But I'm pretty sure that's called Nutrien Financial. It's not Nutrien. I mean, the companies are related, mm-hmm. but it's not the company that is is peddling the product is not the one doing the financing. Because I tell you what, you could get, in my opinion, in business, you could really get yourself in a pickle doing that. Because if somebody stopped paying, your business would be going downhill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, if I... If, if, okay, it's like, okay, so I, I grow corn. I'm just using this as a, a wild ass example. It's, and it's really a pretty stupid example. I grow corn. I have this bushel of corn and I need to sell it, right? I don't go to ADM and loan them money so they can turn around and buy my bushel of corn. But it sounds to me like that's exactly what the United States is doing here with these solar panels. And he better stop talking about it because he's going off a script. Yeah, I, go, <laughs> that's, I get in trouble, get trouble when I go off. Yeah, I get in trouble when I go off script, but. That's funny. Jeez. <laughs> Golly. Oh, man. <laughs> this is great. Uh oh. 
media is in the news as they are every single podcast from the post millennial crime so out of control in san francisco stores are locking up fill in the blank uh cologne cologne really <laughs> no oh they're locking up of what? all the things that, why would they lock up cologne is there a big run on cologne in these stores i'm pretty sure i saw a tiktok of a guy like he he brought brought a uh torch in there melted the plastic that had the cologne in it so he could steal some cologne and he like took 20 bottles of cologne huh i bet it smelled good but okay yeah well. he melted that plastic <laughs> and opened the box up and nobody did anything I'll everybody just stood around like recording of all guy. the words i would have expected come out yeah. of your mouth right then cologne <laughs> is not one of them that was that was the starts with a c though candy oh, okay. can't Candy? Crime is so out of control mm. in San Francisco, stores are locking up candy. Okay. A security guard at Walgreens on Powell Street said theft is constant. Uh, residents that are looking to satisfy a sweet tooth will have to go through a series of extra steps as candy is now being locked up in stores in the not-so-golden city. While Butterfingers, Reese's, Peanut Butter Cups, Starburst, and M&Ms are locked up behind bars, legal drugs are readily available for consumers as they flow rampant down the street, city streets hmm. that are plagued by urine, human feces, and homeless vagrants looking for their next hit. It, what a sad state of affairs. Like, just... Yeah. <laughs> a Muslim immigrant and business owner whose store was recently ransacked by a pack of thieves said that crime in the city is as bad as it has ever been, and it reminds him of his homeland. Mm. Isn't that pathetic? Yeah, it is. Yeah. You, you flee the shitholes to come to the the shining beacon on the hill, the United States of America, and then you get here, you start a business... You start making things happen, and then this. So, anyway, locking up candy. Well, I, I don't get that. Can you imagine how annoying that would be if you wanted to get a, a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup and you would have to get the store clerk to... People are just going to stop buying it. I, yeah, I'm sure it hurts sales, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean... People wonder, like, why why are vending machines in certain areas making a comeback? Part of it is you can't find people to work at stores to unlock them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know, though. Like, a vending machine, though, those things could be broken, too, as well. Yeah, but not often. I mean, you think. Depending on where they're I mean, at. Yeah, I, I don't right. know. What's the point of a store if everything that's in there is locked, locked up? up? It's at a hassle to get it. One more time. This is what's going to. This is what helps Amazon. That's true. You know? That's true. You just sit in your house and you order it. You don't. You just have to accept the fact it's going to be a couple of days before it gets here. And anymore, Ryan, I would rather order something online than go fight Walmart. You know that? Oh yeah. Like Me if it's too. something, if it's something that I don't know is in stock, or you know, if I have to make a a thirty minute drive, so an hour uh -huh. round trip just to go see if they have it or not. The website says that they have it, but maybe not. I'd rather just like. Wait two days and get it. Yep. yep. That's the more can. So maybe this is where they're going or why they want us to. I don't know. They want I, us to I just don't know. stay home. But it's just, it's pathetic though that you would have to lock up candy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what kind of scuzz buckets do you have living in there in your, in your community that you have to lock up candy? And you, need San lock up the, you need to lock up the people that's stealing the candy. That's the first thing you need to do. 
but we're the unpopular ones. Yeah, <laughs> we're the ones that don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Stupid. But I have a New York update, but I'm not going to play the New York update. Or okay. do you think I should? It's all right. You okay. don't have to. I don't have to every week. But okay. Listen to this. The headline is, Ex-Cop Bratton slams New York City's vending machine for drug addicts. The world has turned upside down, he says. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? A vending mm-hmm. machine for drug addicts? I know that addicts? they passed They passed like the Hunter Biden law where, you know, they're going to give you your own crack pipe and your own oh yeah y- your needles yeah. and yeah we talked about that about a year ago crack pipes and panties yeah. is what the <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean that i i'm joking when i say hunter biden law but I, at the same time this is what it is well this former police officer last sunday ripped the city of new york for installing a street vending machine that caters to drug addicts by offering such items as crack pipes lip balm and narcan <sighs> A street vending machines that mm-hmm. offers the things that you would get arrested for if they pulled over and found in your car. Mm-hmm. At least you would in Illinois. You know? Yeah. Holy cow. Like, what the hell? So the, the, this Bratton guy, this cop, he says, instead of trying to get people away from drugs, we have policies now where we have vending machines to encourage you to stay on them. We're going to make it safer for you to use drugs so you can spend the rest of your life trying not to get off drugs, but to stay on drugs. That's He's exactly right. That's mm-hmm. exactly what that, this is called enabling, you know, and all these linguine spine, stupid ass Democrats that sit there and say, well, we need to know this, the root of the problem. Dude, most any psychologist would tell you well, the first thing you're doing is enabling it. You're offering them free crack pipes. Lip balm. What the hell is it with lip balm? I don't know. So I had to do some research. Oh, on that. you did. <laughs> I thought you were like. It's, it's just funny the way whenever okay. I read an article and I see something just random and I yeah. look at it, I go, what the hell's lip balm have to do with crack so pipes? Tell me and what Narcan? you found out. Well, <laughs> I guess, and I would never know this, but I guess when a, a person is smoking crack out of a crack pipe, Sometimes that said pipe gets really hot oh. and it burns your lips. You don't say. <laughs> so crack pipes and lip balm go together because lip balm soothes your lips after you just burnt the shit out of them from smoking a <laughs> <the> crack. <laughs> I wish everybody could see your facial expression. <laughs> now, do you want to know where I learned this from? No. NYC.gov. Oh, they have an okay. entire page. I'm going to read it to you because I, I found it. And I'm like, holy crap. They got This is a government website, mm-hmm. nyc.gov. You guys can go there and look it up yourself. I did the work for you. The headline of the, or not headline, the, 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 uh, the banner over this set of pages says tips for safer use of cocaine and crack. Look, see it? <laughs> How many pages is this? PowerPoint. It's a bunch. Yes, that's what it is. A you PowerPoint wasted, presentation. You wasted how many a papers? A lot of ink. <laughs> because as I went through and read it, I could not believe what I was finding on a government website t- telling you how to break the law. Okay. Here's how to safely break the law. Safer tips for cocaine and crack use. Avoid mixing cocaine or crack with other drugs or alcohol. If you do, use less of each drug. Oh, my gosh. The next one. Start with a small amount and go slowly. (laughs) 
Avoid using when alone. Carry Noxalone, a medication that can reverse an overdose if an opioid like fentanyl is mixed in. This is on the government's website. Next one, talk with your doctor about how to prevent serious health problems associated with overdose, such as heart attack, stroke, abnormal heart rhythm, very high blood pressure, and death. So now, the next segment here is reducing risk when smoking. Add on crack pipe, crack pipe tips to reduce risk of burns to the lips and mouth and throat. And they probably have those in those vending machines also. I bet you they do. Those tips. Use a wire screen. Chore boy or Brillo as, as a filter and let the pipe cool down between hits to prevent inhaling hot particles. Particles? See your doctor if you feel any pain when breathing after using. This is what the government is telling deadbeat druggies. Oh, let me tell you, I know nothing about smoking crack, okay? I joke about it, but I know nothing. I, I'm learning here. Keep lips hydrated with lip balm to, redu- and to reduce risk of cuts. There you go. That's why these crack pipes and lip balm go together. Okay? This is a joke. This is, your gov- this is New York City. This, I, this is what it is. I, I mean, I can't help it. All right. We got to do it. <laughs> Concrete jungle is exactly right there in New York. I, I mean, can you imagine how hard I was laughing, but at the same time, like just wanting to cry for the state of this country? My gosh, you know what? I just, I'm disgusted. Avoid using, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. Avoid using homemade crack pipes. Now, wait, wait, wait. Avoid using homemade crack pipes? Are there professionally made ones? I guess you get those out of the vending machine. I get, Well, I mean, I've seen like um, the marijuana pipes. You know, that's legal in Illinois. I've seen those. Yeah. I mean, they sell those at gas stations. Yeah, I don't have any idea. I mean, they, they're glass. I assume they're glass or maybe a super, you wouldn't think it's plastic. Yeah. That would melt against fire. Homemade crack pipes may get too hot, <laughs> give off toxic fumes, or break while in use, which can lead to burns, cuts, or infections. Do I not share your pipe to avoid. Do not share your pipe to avoid the spread of infectious disease, infectious diseases, including HIV and hepatitis C. If smoking with foil, what? Use real tin foil and not foil packaged. <laughs> Foil packaged what? <laughs> what? Oh, Foil me, packaged hot dogs? Let me, what? Let me, <laughs> let me do this again. I just can't believe this is on a government website. Okay. If smoking with foil, use real tin foil and not foil from packaged foods like candy bars. This type of foil can be contaminated. What? So that was that was your pointers for a healthier smoking. Are we talking like an old school Hershey's bar that had like the gold and silver wrap? I don't know. I don't know. Now it's paper, right? Next page. Okay. Next page. (laughs) It's it's titled. The next page is titled reducing reducing risk when snorting. I can't take you serious. (laughs) It's it's right. NYC.gov. Go look it up. It's right there. Grind cocaine to remove clumps and hard pieces that can be painful while snorting. An increased risk of injury to your nasal cavity. 101. This is drug doing 101. 
Use your own sterile straw and scooping spoon to avoid sharing. To use your own sterile straw and scooping spoon and avoid sharing to prevent the spread of infectious diseases, including HIV and Hep C. <laughs> Alternate snorting sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate snorting sessions between both nostrils to allow one nostril time to heal in between sessions. Apologize for any former addicts listening. Ryan's not making oh fun of you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I am dying. Just, I just can't believe this is on air. <laughs> no. Okay, is cocaine this is illegal? A, this is a sad state of affairs. Is, is cocaine illegal? I'm pretty sure. I know it's a drug. It's an illegal drug. Across the states. Yeah, I don't well, think there's one state there co that cocaine is legal, um, is there? Is it Oregon? Is Oregon the one that has... Is Oregon the state Or that, crack or whatever. I'm pretty sure they have some weird state drug laws. Use a water nasal spray or sniff up water immediately after snorting to dissolve oh the remaining gosh, coke no this mm -mm. will significantly reduce the potential of damage to your nose you're kidding all right so that's the end of that one now let's head on to the next heading reducing risk while injecting <laughs> so we got the smoking covered what are we gonna do we got the snorting covered did they so do they give you alcohol pads use a sharp sterile syringe each time you inject do not share your equipment once again. Oh, my gosh. Rotate where you inject and make sure you're in a vein before you inject. <laughs> Rotate? Yeah. Before? What does that mean? Rotate what? <laughs> I, the needle? Hell, I don't know. I don't inject anything. Rotate what? Rotate where you inject and make sure you're in a vein before you inject. Rotate before you inject. So, basically, nyc.gov has an entire segment of their webpage dedicated to how to break the law safely. So I decided I would do something like this too. Okay. I came up with some stuff. Okay. So in 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 our new segment right now, tips for breaking the law. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you guys some tips on robbery. Okay. Choose places where there's no surveillance cameras. Right? <laughs> Wear latex gloves to hide fingerprints. This could easily be on this webpage, too. Sure, yeah. If robbing a home, choose a home where the residents are not there. <laughs> Rob gun-free zones. You will be less likely to have a mortal confrontation. <laughs> Wear a mask to protect yourself from identification or your victim from COVID. <laughs> Choose victims that are smaller than you physically, especially women. Oh, gosh. Leah Thomas and Dylan Mulvaney don't count. Mm. <laughs> Rob with the partner. Have the partner distract store employees and shoppers while you gather your take. These, okay. These are good tips for robbery, right? Yeah, yeah. Choose items which have value but not traceable. Right? Like a ring, a diamond? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Carjack, carjack vehicles, particularly older ones, newer ones have OnStar and other features that allow them to be located. <laughs> and then the most important one, the most important tip for robbery that they need to put up here on the nyc.gov page, mm. rob in districts where they have catch and release programs. Oh, sanctuary <laughs> cities, maybe. 
So there are your tips for safer use of cocaine and crack, injecting whatever you want, and the last part I added in, robbery. <laughs> Stay tuned next week where I'll give you more tips on how to break the law safely. <laughs> dumb. Totally dumb. I probably need to get to work. What do you think? I think, how long have we been going this time? I don't know. I feel I'd like it's gone by real fast. It has, but well, a little over an hour. Yeah. So we're not doing yeah. too bad here. Yeah. There's a lot that's happening this week, too, I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I guess the anniversary of Roe versus Wade was this past week, or the oh, yeah. the Dobbs ruling. Yeah. Kamala Harris said she will honor the anniversary of Roe reversal by encouraging the killing of babies. That was Disgusting. the headline from townhall.com. Was I don't it? want to read it, but mm-hmm. you know what I think about that. But Yeah. New York also had a pretty big pride parade this last, uh, this weekend sometime. And uh, I watched a few of those videos. It's disgusting. I mean, well, did you d- these people are predators for children. There's children at a, at a parade and these people are naked. They're topless. They're, um, I don't know if all. Well, one of. There were I, some bottomless men there riding, I mean, adult men on bicycles. I mean, that's inappropriate. Yeah. To Look, send any I, kid I to that parade. I don't understand. I think that should be, that should be considered child abuse. Well, did, did you hear that uh, the Texas Rangers are the only Major League Baseball team uh, that has not celebrated Pride? Pride. Or Pride. Really? Or has Pride Night. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. And they've done really well with that. That's fantastic. There's a, you know, so June is Pride Month. Uh-huh. And we've said this before, like, you know, veterans only get a day. Mm-hmm. But this is Pride Month. And then now you get Juneteenth. Yet another one of these stupid, uh, do they're absolutely worthless. Not holidays, but they call them holidays. Pride Month, Juneteenth. I, mm-hmm. I tell you what, something I asked you in the kitchen the other day. Good grief. If you're gay and you're black, does that mean you can just have just take the whole damn month off? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's where we're getting to. I mean, I know that that's kind of a joke that you say that, but at the same time, like there's there's people who died for our country, and we celebrate one day a year. Yeah, Memorial Day, exactly. Yeah, like one day, and these people have nothing other than the fact that they identify as all these different things that are that are honestly just psychological issues. And, you know, another thing is like, they're fighting for pride. They're fighting for all of these quote rights that they don't get. And I want to know th- one of them. No they're rights not getting that they're being deprived of. They're not be. they're not deprived of any American rights if they're, if they're an American. So I've, I, yeah, that's what I want to know. How are they being so disparaged? I, I don't get it. I don't They're get not. it. And and the people... Because I sure don't disparage them. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with their lifestyle, but I sure in the hell don't disparage them. Right, right. But we can all agree to disagree too, especially mature adults, right? But the people that I know who are, you know, gay people or homosexual or whatever, I don't, I don't know very many, I don't know any trans people personally, but... Um, yeah, you do. The Ryan, those <laughs> not like super personal. Like okay. I, I'm not friends with any trans okay. Okay. people. There's not a whole lot here. I don't. There's not a whole lot anywhere. But there's. I don't have any friends that are trans. Right. That I know of. Um. We. I like those. Th- my friends that are gay. They don't do this stuff. And they're good people. Yeah, and they don't. Yeah. Ask, they don't parade around and be asked. You know, they did. They have chosen this lifestyle and they don't 
they don't do this stuff. Yeah. They're not going to expose my kid to something they know I don't agree with. I saw a blurb on Twitter of that that deal in New York you were just talking about uh-huh. where they had a chant and they said, I can't remember what it was, but it was something along the lines of, uh, we're here, we're trans, we're here We're to here, stay. we're queer, and we're, we're here for your children. Here for your children. We're not going shopping. Yeah, that's exactly right. They, uh-huh. they blatantly came out and said, we're here for your children. Yeah, we're, we're coming here, for your children. We're here, we're queer. We're coming we're for your coming. children. We're coming. They didn't say yeah. we're here for your children. They said we're coming for your children. And we're not going shopping. Yeah. And, and I don't understand what that means. We're uh, here. I would say, use your imagination the, and take it to the absolute most disgusting and worst place you could possibly take it. I bet you'll be getting pretty close. Really? Yeah. I, I honestly do. Like I wouldn't be able to repeat what I'm thinking. No. Because it's so bad. It's disgusting. So. It's huh. disgusting. It's sexual abuse. Uh-huh. It's what it is. Sex slaves, things like that. This is right here. This is what it is. I mean. What I don't understand is how do you get to the mindset of saying, okay, we're going to go to a parade today. We're celebrating everybody's decision to be whatever they want to be in life, whether that's the LGBT everything. And I'm going to take my four-year-old and then I'm going to expose him to these naked people men and women dancing provocatively at us in this parade. How do you get to that point where you're like, okay, four-year-old child, I love you so much. I'm going to expose you to this disgusting filth. Cause you like, were effed people, in the head. People are doing, I mean, these are provocative dances and these children are watching. Yeah. And I'm talking sexualized dances. Effed in the head is what that parent is. And they're just going to create a kid. That's just like that. You know, how do you get, and, and how does one say it's okay to take a child? I, I don't know. I don't, I have no clue how somebody could rationalize that. No idea. None. None. Like, you, you know, you don't let your, your little bitty kid watch horror movies because of the fear that they'll experience. And the fear that you put into them. And then they, they have sleepless nights because they've got all of these exactly. these thoughts and visuals and everything. You know, that's the reason why they had ratings on, on movies, I assume. Because you don't want to expose somebody too young yeah. who can't rationalize this is just a movie. This isn't real life. This isn't a real story happening. Right. You know? Yep. Like, and then you take them to this supposedly... I, I, I also read something on Twitter where <clears throat> they had went to this parade or march or whatever and they experienced everybody seemed depressed and not happy so with rainbows all over the place everybody was just stressed out which i find i find interesting i find uh i don't think it's ironic at all i think that's yeah you know you're you're fighting something you don't have to fight (laughs) right i mean gay people have the same rights as married people almost everywhere yeah exactly I don't know. I don't know either. Ryan. Huh? All I know is that we, we're going to just keep harvesting chickens, you know, (laughs) once or twice a year, harvesting grain. Got great friends. (laughs) We do have some wonderful people. Great listeners right here to the Bushels and Barrels program. By the way, thank you for anybody and everybody who's been uh, emailing. I, we may not respond every single time, but we, we do get the emails. Mm -hmm. It's hard to go through them all. So it is, it is, but we, we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. 
We love it. And if you guys want some MyPillow products, use Hello Jessica oh, as your yeah. promo code. I didn't have any of that prepared. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Hello Jessica. Bushels and Barrels one at gmail.com. I think we're going to get out of here. All right. Get today started. Yep. Get today started. I'm going to haul some wheat and I still got plenty of corn to haul. Yeah. And I don't know. Okay. Do other stuff. Yeah. But anyway, hair bands of harvest. All right. I got one. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Oh, this Hell is... yes. <laughs> okay. Well, for all you guys that's still out there harvesting, keep the diesel burning and be careful out there. Jess and I will be back next week, I promise. Leah Thomas is still a boy. Jesus Christ is still our Savior. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. We'll see you guys. Adios. Adios.